the Say Chill podcast on addiction with Dr. Chip Dodd and Phil Herndon. This is a new weekly podcast recorded at the Center for Professional Excellence. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Say Chill podcast. This is Phil Herndon along with Chip Dodd. Hello, Chip. Hey, Phil. From our, um, I guess you say studio. Studio. My <laughs> office at the Center for Professional Excellence. Hey, don't say my office. Just stick with studio. Studio. It's our studio. Yeah, our studio. Yes. Your office. It's a multi-purpose room. <laughs> yeah, boy, is it ever. <laughs> a lot of CPE guys are going, yeah, it sure yeah, is. Yeah. So uh, welcome back. Glad to have everybody today as we're continuing our addiction series. Those of you familiar with 12-step recovery and those of you just familiar with good old-fashioned colloquialisms are familiar with um, phrases like, you know, uh, ego, egomaniac, that whole world revolves around that kind of stuff. But one of the most universally known slogans in the world is, you know, there, uh, there aren't any guarantees except death and taxes. Only certain things in the world, death and taxes. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about four others. Yeah. That's not really true. Now, there are four yeah. realities or four truths mm-hmm. about how life works, yeah. and we're going to run through them today kind of quick. Yeah, uh, and maybe later on, twenty minutes more, or so. Yeah, something like that. So hopefully, we'll come back and go into more depth about you know living with them, how to do them, those kinds of things. The same mm-hmm. things that we struggle with all the time because we're going to struggle. Right on. Uh, okay, so if you would start, and we're going to like I say we're going to move through them pretty quick, but we just around here we really have never we talked about just before we turned our machine on here mm-hmm. that we <clears throat> we've not ever really done a lecture or a teaching or a talk or whatever on okay these four, four things realities. but for years we've been talking about these four realities yeah. like crazy so yeah. if you would start with start with that like yeah. what do you mean by the four realities of living and then take off yeah. you know that that idea that um, that only two guarantees in life or only really only two realities in life you have to pay death and, and you have to pay death you have to pay taxes you got to face death well those are those are are haha funny and there's truism in them and yet there really are truly four realities that that we do have to contend with we have to face um and frankly we're made to have feelings about them mm-hmm. and we're even made to have to struggle with them because we don't like them and yet they're here and the reason we don't like them is because i think it's because we're made for uh more I think we're made uh, with sort of eternity in our hearts. And also we're made to wish for a place that's painless, whether you think of that as heaven or God birth or God born or carrying the Imago Dei or just wishing, you know, that because nobody <laughs> likes pain. It doesn't make any difference <laughs> except that, you know, you and I believe it's eternity in our hearts that puts us in conflict with the four realities we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. But So there's our conflict. It's four realities and it's four experiences that actually put us in a position of having to face powerlessness. That's what these four realities do. And number one, that the best we ever get in life is clumsy. I remember years ago, I was talking to a group of us, you know, you mean by us, Mm, people who have had to face these four realities, (laughs) all right? And I said, you know, the closest we ever get to living uh, uh, life is like giraffes running on ice. And the picture itself is about a multiple conflicts in the terms used that giraffes don't live around ice. And the idea of them out running on ice, they see them, it's almost like becomes a ch- children's book or a mm-hmm. picture metaphor of a, a giraffe lying on the ground, splayed out with all four mm-hmm. legs, another one in knots, and necks twisted up. And 
Then all of a sudden you put them on ice skates and put scarves around their necks and skating around and uh-huh. learning the flourish of living and then still kaboom, k- crash. There they go all in a pile of uh, of wishes gone awry, you know, mm-hmm. hopes uh, vanquished. Uh, but I remember uh, we're in conflict with this reality of clumsiness um, because um, I remember William, uh, when he's eight years old, he 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 playing in a baseball game, and he gets four hits and four tries, right? Four times at the plate. And after the game, he said, uh, you know what, Dad? I bet I don't strike out the rest of the season, right? <laughs> and now, that's an eight-year-old, okay? Mm-hmm. Gets a scholarship to Belmont, and he's, he's a freshman, and he plays in the game, and he gets three hits. After the game, this freshman in college says to me, you want to go ahead and guess? <laughs> Hey, Dad. <laughs> I was struck out all season. And I remember shaking my head going like, I love this. And it, especially the, the 18-year-old saying it, you know. And it, it, it – because uh, he knew, but he didn't want to have to face, feel, and see, and, mm-hmm. and, and that it's coming. Mm-hmm. And so life uh, uh, clumsiness is reality, which means no matter how much we strive for perfection, eternity – is going to elude us, and after resting and evaluating and getting up and then reaching again, um, that's what we're made to do. That's the marker of success in life is, honestly, it, it doesn't mean just once you've been thrown from the horse, get back on it. It's once you've been thrown from a horse and you're going to because you got to learn how to ride, you got to ask mm-hmm. all the questions, cry your guts out, and then get back up and reach again for not necessarily the horse, but reach for life. Mm-hmm. Secondly, second reality is that we have to learn how to live life on life's terms. That, you know, um, we're meaning that we have to face that life is going to be a struggle and difficult. And at the same time, we work against clumsiness through coordination. We work against mistakes through trying to, you know, fix what we break. We work against inability by becoming capable. We work against limitations by finding solutions. So, so that's a conflict, mm-hmm. but dictated by the willingness to struggle. I mean, we say, okay, yeah, I, I get it. I remember asking my brother, who had a big construction firm that, you know, later on, years later, he, he you know, gave up the business. But the bigger he got, the more trouble he had. Right, but mm-hmm. the bigger he got, the more he could build. Mm-hmm. Of course, the more money he could make, but he could just do it. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking him, I said, "What's it like every day you walk out into the the working world, as we all do?" But his was more like concrete. It's going to rain. A hole's going to get filled with water. The gravel's not going to be delivered on time. A hose is going to break. Hydraulics fluid's going everywhere. A man's not going to show up. I mean, go down the list. I said, "How do you do it?" He said, you know, he kidded right? He said, Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> well, some truth in that. But it's, it's, here's some truth uh-huh. in that. See the Pepto-Bismol whiskey and the praying oh. and cussing. I mean, oh. you know, the, but it means, it means that there's a struggle. Life on life's terms means the courageous step into it, knowing full well a hydraulic hose is going to burst. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we can't make perfect decisions, and we can't necessarily make right decisions but we can make good decisions and work to make them right, you know? And, and, and it really is not just about doing your best, which is perfect. It's about showing up completely, you know, with your hands, head, and heart, knowing it's, it's going to hurt. But guess what, man? Life on life's terms, if, if, if you do fight, which means live, you're going to get hurt because you're going to get hit. 
And so there really is the good days and not so good days, but uh, being able to live life on life's terms is like showing up for it and dealing with, there we are, admission, surrender, and acceptance. See, these mm-hmm. things, these four realities introduce us to possibility instead of the negative only. I mean, you, they can turn into the negative fast. But anyway, yeah. the third so far, oh, So far, you're describing something called the New Testament. <laughs> Say more. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, best to ever get is clumsy, neediness, I can't do it right, the, the most, outside of Jesus, the most famous person in the New Testament, probably Paul says, you know what, I, I do what I can, oh, and, yeah. and then I can't, you know, I, I want to do the right thing, I can't do it, Romans but I don't want to do it, do it again. Yeah. That's uh, that's giraffe on ice. It's clumsy, and then life keeps happening. It's going to be a fallen place tomorrow, like it is today. Yeah, and it's just not yeah. going to stop for me because yeah. I'm blank yeah. in recovery or doing well or whatever. And that doesn't make it bad. That doesn't make me have to give up. Mm-hmm. But it does make it uh, difficult, for sure. even tragic, and uh, that can put us in a position of, in spite of. You remember that um, years ago, Desiderata, Desideratum. It was uh, written by a monk, I think in the 1500s. And what he's saying is that in spite of destruction, death, darkness, and and despair, life has a lot of light and wonder and creativity and courage in it. And let's celebrate it and live it um, through. And But that's going to require developing an emotional, being able to process life, and spiritual life. I mean, there's, you can't avoid it and live these realities because there's no ladder tall enough to climb out of it, you know? No there's doubt. no ladder perfection. So the third so one? So best you ever get is clumsy. We live life on life's terms. Mm-hmm. And? And then the third one is that for all of our efforts, the what we're going to be doing throughout this life is practicing. <laughs> and that is really frightening. <laughs> but if we could admit powerlessness over controlling life, if we could admit surrender, you know what I'm saying? Let ourselves fall into surrender, which means give back over what we took. It means to render over, right? Mm-hmm. To give back. Almost like giving back to God what we took from God. Like we, we became self-sufficient, independent from neediness. If we got good at, at sort of like admitting uh, clumsiness and living life on life's terms, we could bring everything we are without the worry of what people are thinking because other people mm-hmm. around us have the empathy of recognition that we're practicing. Because look, even doctors are practicing. Mm-hmm. And that, I use that example because they're the ones that cut us open. You know, so you, know, you can imagine right before, you know, somebody, an you know, anesthesiologist and surgeon, they, they put Sheila to sleep <laughs> and say, oh, by the way, miss, ma'am, uh, I want to let you know before we cut you open, we're practicing. <laughs> <laughs> So, right. so it's like, oh my God, uh-huh. call my mama. Uh-huh. So, um, so, but the reality is that that our best efforts. We think about nobody uh, sabotaged the space shuttle under you know. Remember Reagan's administration mm-hmm. and the seven went up and none of them came back. I believe mm-hmm. there were seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an O ring, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, some kind of oxygen something transfer, yeah. a tiny little nothing, and. On, on international uh, communication, international television, it exploded. Yeah. Practice. So, I mean, I know it's scary, but, I mean, basketball players are practicing, doctors are practicing, lawyers are practicing, and guess what? Even parents are practicing. And, and we, we as parents face, we're practicing that even our 
greatest perfectionistic pictures and the evidence of how good we're doing is our children. Mm, uh-huh. See, that's yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah. So practicing means, I, I remember my mother said to me, I'm, I'm in the fourth grade and I was in trouble for something. And I said something smart aleck to her. And I remember she said, hey, Chip, um, this is my first time to be a mama. Mm. And I thought, well, actually, I wasn't smarter. I've got an older sister. I wasn't smarter to say, hey, you already have a child. You, you, <laughs> you, you know, I could have shamed her. You, you already you, practiced. You should be better by now. <laughs> but I um, mean, she said, this first time I've been a mother, and uh, I, I, I don't know how to do it perfectly. I don't know how to do it that well. So mm. I need your cooperation. I remember that disarmed me mm. to the core. Um, and it didn't advance codependency. It advanced the recognition of humanity. Like, through, through admission. Oh, like, this is your first time through life, mm-hmm. so you're practicing too. So that was a moment I never forgot. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. That, that went in. You know, some mm-hmm. of those things, we'll see it with, with they go in. So uh, we're practicing, and that actually increases tolerance. For sure. And also lowers the possibility of malpractice lawsuits. Yeah. You know? And in shame, I have often and still often think, well— I'm practicing. Everybody else has kind of got it down. Yeah. You know, we compare our insides uh, to other people's I'm outsides. We wind up not on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of like, oh, this is not an ESPN uh, yeah. or a Facebook moment. Oh, too, too painful. So best so we, ever is clumsy. Life mm-hmm. on life's terms. We're practicing as humans. But you said something too, Phil. We'll go to the fourth one in just a second. It's a great move along too. You're wow. good. Okay. You're good at that. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so good at it. We're not doing it. But but <laughs> you said shame. I mean, mm-hmm. we are ashamed, which means we have contempt towards ourselves for being and 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 uh, showing how God made us. Yeah. I don't mean doing. I mean. Being and showing, mm-hmm. we 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 have contempt towards ourselves for being human, mm-hmm. and these four realities are anathema, and yet they're the doorway into living fully. You know, I don't like them right. any more than I like feelings. I don't for like sure. the eight feelings. I just know that they're there and they're gifts. Uh-huh. So by admitting them, surrendering to the reality of them, and accepting them, I can use them, pick them up, and instead of hiding them, I can use them to cry out with them. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the fourth one to move along, as you so beautifully do. We're so smooth. Yeah, you're smooth. I'm, I'm, I'm the clumsy one. I'm the one that's like, well, well, hold on just a minute. I got something else I'm thinking. Hey, just about. keep practicing. Okay, you, you, right. you'll, I'll, you'll I'll get there one yeah. day. Well, number four is, and I really love this one because it advances mercy. It takes a lifetime to learn how to live. Mm-hmm. I put it forth because, well, it takes a lifetime to do it. Right. And Phil. Um, and I don't like this one either because if we're climbing the ladder of success or the ladder of perfection or the ladder of achievement, uh, what we learn learn along the way, if we have any wisdom within us at all or any childhood in us or any heart, is that my achievements will never love me back. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. Like I'm going to achieve and become somebody. turns out that I can achieve all those things and I'm still not connected. I may be somebody, but those somebodies I can't eat, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, it takes a lifetime to learn how to live means that a lot of the same questions about love and death and uh, meaning and substance and empathy and caring and fear and sadness and loneliness, I'm still going to be struggling with. So, you know, really getting good at the questions of life and good at needing 
uh, others to have the answers mm -hmm. lets a person be practicing at 40 or 20 how to be 40 and at 40 how to be 80 mm -hmm. because we're asking people who've gone ahead of us so what was it like and how did you do it and what did you learn and mm -hmm. and the great tragedy of old age is they forget or in their shame they pretend it never existed or they believe in their shame that they're not worth hearing mm -hmm. or because of their ignorance they say things that are so stupid they're not worth listening to yeah. you know what i'm saying i do so uh, because of bitterness and resentment and the practice of you know emptiness and so some of the greatest assets we have in this country are lost to themselves and lost to us or we ourselves soon will be the losers because we don't have anything to add and no one listening when actually we begin to have some of the best questions we can ever ask so it takes a lifetime to learn how to live is permission to make mistakes uh, to permission to learn permission to be needy freedom to tolerate freedom to offer mercy just as the other three look i'm practicing it's going to take me a lifetime to learn how to do it i'm living life on life's terms and i'm going to be clumsy at this so can can you deal with me like that mm -hmm. and anyone who knows the same things of course says yes in fact i'm safer better more cared about and more productive because you and I know the same things. Mm -hmm. You know, it mm -hmm. it takes the pressure off. Yeah. Um, and so, so many people you and I have seen uh, have demanded something we can't give, looking for something we don't have, and expecting something we'll never find. Those three things have yeah. been often our leaders in our lives, and they didn't have it. They were pretending that somebody could find it. They were hiding that they didn't have it. They were demanding we live up to an image we could never achieve called theirs. And so it was just, God, you know the story. It led us to disconnect from the four realities. So the four realities are painful. So guess what? The thing we need to learn how to live best is the feelings of life. There are pain indicators. And our pain indicators, through sharing, facing, feeling, telling the truth about them, and giving ourselves to the process of how to live, those Feelings turn into gifts, which is, which is the voice of the heart, needs of the heart, uh, the keeping heart books, the audio book, uh, uh, the voice of the heart. That's sort of the intro. And science is now, we're about to wrap up here, but science is showing that the amygdala of the limbic system is called a warning system to keep people away from our hearts. We have to kind of ease past the wasp nest, mm -hmm. the amygdala, <laughs> to knock on the door of our hearts because the upon the doorway of the heart are the eight words of knowing how to live well in a place that's reality so we can live truthfully amidst reality. And truthfully means living emotionally and spiritually and relationally with each other and God. So anyway, that's yeah. it for now. Right on. And it, you know, to come kind of full circle, um, how often have we heard guys come in with ego and all that says, you know what, what I need is humility. True. <laughs> and the way to it, uh, is a thing called healthy shame that people who live in healthy shame live according to for re accept yeah. those four realities and admit they're true and yeah and the surrender freedom of it and instead of them robbing us of motivation they can live us free mm -hmm. to decide uh, and face and imagine a life uh, lived well even though it's full of mistakes it's freedom create and it messes up because everything sooner or later comes apart so let's build it anyway I just know. build it. We're made to we're made to build. 
All right. Well, that's uh, that's the quick four. Yeah. Admit, a, surrender, accept. The three that follow the four. <laughs> four realities, three movements into us. So bring us it's good. It. Really quick and brief. And maybe we double back sometime and talk about each one of these at more depth. But uh, it's really a great, you know, um, entry point into a whole lot of other living. Uh, yeah. Those four things that yeah. lead to these three steps, yeah. if you will. And so, hey, thanks for joining us. Oh, you know oh, what, Phil? One more thing. Ben said he deba- he wanted a shout out to him. He wanted to be recognized. So... Don't do oh, that to Ben. No. Okay. He asked did. for it. I know he asked he for it. But he, he didn't mean it? Well, he meant it. He just kind of demanded it. It's kind of being baby. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's shout out from the 80s to Ben. <laughs> Enjoy hey, ben. that, Ben. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Thank hey, y'all. Hey, thank y'all for listening. Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye-bye.